qualified to serve. It's important uh, to understand that. And I want you guys to understand that God loves you so much. And his priority uh, uh, is about you. It's important that his priority is about you. Young people, his priority is about you. And that's important for us to understand um, that his priority is about you. Right? And so I don't want us to miss that and, and understand that, that God's priority is about you. Right? In Genesis chapter 1, uh, Jesus, uh, well, God uh, spoke something very profound. And when he was talking about the kingdom of God, and he wanted us to understand the importance of, uh, of operating here on the earth and how he wanted the earth to operate. And so you know God is a king, and so a king, his whole mission is he wanted to colonize earth, right? So I want us to understand that his priority is really your responsibility in the earth. Now, and God, his, his main objective and his main priority was really to empower you uh, to work in the earth, all right, on behalf of him. And he wanted earth and, and heaven really to marry each other, and he wanted to do it, man, through you. Now, Satan's mission is to destroy your life and to get you distracted and get you sidebar and not understand who you are in God. I want you to understand that you are important to God. And that's important when you talk about the kingdom of God. So, so often, man, we talk about religion, but God really talks about a government and he talks about a kingdom. And it's important because he's sovereign and he's Lord, right? So in Genesis chapter 1, I want you to hear it very well, and it's, it's my favorite scripture of all time. It says, then God said, right? And so when he said God said, when God speaks, his word becomes a law, right? And whenever a king speaks, the king's word becomes law, right? Nobody gets to trump his word. So God said, let us make human beings in our image, right? And he said, to be like us, right? Now, he's getting ready to colonize earth, right? And so he wanted to make a human being. Then he says, they will reign over. Everybody said reign over. That's important because the King James said they will have dominion over, right? Uh, he said, you guys are going to run the earth on my behalf. I trust you to run the earth, right? But I don't trust you so much, I'm just going to leave you out there all by yourself. I'm going to stay connected with you, right? And I want you to understand that we can make a lot of things happen if you stay connected with me. Because Satan is going to come, and he's going to try to distract you. So he says this here. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. He said, now you're going to have dominion, and you're going to rule all of the animal kingdom. Right? Now, is one part he left out was he did not give us dominion other human beings. So he never wanted us, man, to really run other people's lives. Right? Now, parents are there, man, to train up a child in the way of God. But God is their actual Lord, right? Parents are not their lords. God is their actual Lord, right? 
And so we have to teach them in the principles of God until they understand it. And then once they understand it, they fall up on his regime and their world is just flipped upside down. It is a blessing beyond their wildest dreams once they get it, right? Now, so he never wanted us. Now, husbands and wives, he gave us orders and he told us that the head of every family, right, the head of every family is the man, right? Now, I don't care what society says and all that. I'm just telling what the word says, right? But that man head is Christ, right? And Christ's head is God. So that man, right, he has to fall up under Christ's leadership, right? And when he fall up under Christ's leadership, he's going to love that woman like Christ loved the church, so much so that he's willing to give his life up for her, right? So it's easy for her to yield to him because she loves him, because God has an order in the earth, right? So uh, and then he goes on in verse number 27. So God created the human being in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Now watch this here. Male and female, he created them, right? Now he created them, male and female, the human being, the human species, to run the earth on behalf of him. So what he wanted to do was he wanted to colonize earth and create a colony called earth. And he wanted to run earth, man, from heaven, but he wanted to run it through the species he called human beings. So he gave us his spirit. Everybody he gave us his spirit. Never let the earth suit rule the spirit. We allow the earth suit to rule the spirit. He gave us the earth suit so we can function in the earth, right? So I, uh, 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 our makeup is really from the earth. That's why he created us from the earth, right? But he wanted us to have dominion, and he wanted us to run it, but he gave us an earth suit. But then uh, uh, he goes on to say this in verse 28. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply, right? Now, I mean, you're going to keep multiplying. But then he says this here. Fill the earth. Don't just fill it. I also want you to govern it. Right? And it's going to be governed like a kingdom, not a democracy, not a common uh, uh, communism, and none of that stuff. It's going to be ran like a kingdom. We know that because when Jesus came in the fourth chapter of Matthews, he says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is here. So he says, I want you to govern it. Everybody say govern it. That means you're going to govern this earth. But you're going to do it under the conjunction or in conjunction with God, right? So you have to follow God's order in order to run the earth, right? Now, he says, reign over it, right? Uh, the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Now, look what happens in verse chapter 2 in verse number 7, right? It says, then God, the Lord God, everybody said the Lord God. The reason why I said the Lord God, because now, understand, the Lord, when you get the word landlord, means ownership, right? So he's the Lord God. That means that all the land, he's the Lord over it, and he's the Lord over you, because he's the creator and he's sovereign, right? Now, it said, and the Lord God, watch this here, this is important, he formed the man from the dust of the ground. Now, he's not talking about the, just the male man. He's talking about the human species, right? So he formed us from the dirt. That's our earth suit, right? So he formed us, but here's the key, right? 
this is, I think this is the most important part of everything. He breathed, right? Everybody say he breathed. He breathed the breath of life into man's nostril, and then the man became a what? Then that person became alive. So the earth suit by itself, man, without the spirit is nothing. That's why you don't judge a person by what you see, because what you see is not who they are. That's just their earth suit. The, the, it's the spirit of God that's inside of them. That's why Satan has to have a body to work through. So he tried to use your earth suit because he's illegal in the earth. So in order for him to move in the earth, man, he needs your suit. So he tried to borrow your earth suit in order to move in the earth, right? But God has given you his spirit. He created you, man, in his being. And he created you, man, so you can work in the earth on his behalf, right? Now, I don't want you to miss it because you missed the king's priority. So what God wanted to do, man, God wanted this magnificent earth to be ran like heaven. But he wanted to be ran by people that had his spirit. So he breathed his spirit into the, what is it, into the human being, and then they became a living soul. Now, when you read Genesis and you get to the third chapter, the third chapter, you find Satan coming in and he interrupts God's plan by he comes in and he has a conversation with a woman through a snake. The problem is Satan is a spirit. So he had to have an earth body to even be legal in the earth. So he had to use an earth body. Well, the snake was from the earth. So when he spoke through it, he deceived the woman after God had given them instruction right, on how to operate in the earth. And what happened, the fall took place. When, the, when we fell out, what happened was man rebelled against God and decided they wanted to do their own thing. Because God had already told us, right? that you can control all of this. It's all yours. Just don't mess with certain, a certain tree, right? Uh, uh, he said, don't mess with this tree because if you do, it's going to create problem for you and it's going to cause death. So whenever you rebel against God, you introduce death into your life. Not necessarily physical death, but sometimes it's a death of a relationship. But what God wanted to do, he wanted us to understand that he wanted us to be his children in the earth, man, working on his behalf. Now, I want you to understand God's priority. What God wanted to do was run the earth, man, through you. And you were so special that God put his spirit inside of you. And I was telling the men this morning that um, even apart from Jesus, I want you to hear me well, even apart from Jesus, Right? Because you were creating God's image, every time you get ready to do something, God always lets you know what's right and what's wrong. And you may choose to do what you want, but he's going to always remind you of who he is and what's the right thing to do. Right? And so it's important, and he wants you to understand that. So God loves you so much. He loves you more than life itself. And he gave you his spirit, and he wanted us to run this earth. Now, Satan is always coming in trying to distract us. He's throwing things in our way and make us think, man, that this is better over here. This is better. But we know it's not better. How can you tell me? I had a conversation with you. How can you tell me to sell some drugs? Hear me out for a second. How can you tell me to sell some drugs, and I'm going to make a lot of money, 
right? Satan, when God owns all the money, and you're going to try to trick me with a little bit. When I made the money press. And I made the paper. Right? And I told you to have dominion over it and don't let it have dominion over you. But you so worried, you want so much of it, you trying to control it and it's controlling you. He said, I told you to have dominion over it. Because if you walk with me, all this is just part of the kingdom. It's the byproduct of it. He said, you know what, that stuff don't mean nothing. It's just a means of exchange. And you're chasing after stuff when I can give it to you when it's all mine anyway. He said, because I can take from the rich and give it to the poor. I can take from the wicked and give it to the righteous. Because in a kingdom, you don't own anything. He can take it from anybody and give it to someone else. Man, there's nothing like having a king like that. So when you understand the kingdom and you understand the kingdom concept, why would I walk anywhere, any ways different from that? When my father got it all. And he's proven to you in so many ways that he got you. When your back was against the wall and you didn't know which way to go and you thought it was all over, you didn't think you were going to wake up the next morning and he woke you up. You didn't know how you was going to get to work, and God provided a way. You was crying about your bills, and you was crying about you didn't have no money to go to the doctor, and, and, God, and God still had a system in place just for you. So, so when he breathed in you the breath of life, he told you, I got you. So Satan said, listen, you don't know who you are. Uh, uh, don't... Listen, he know that you want to be like him. I know. Because he already told me. He already created me like him. So I don't want to be like anybody else. I want to be like him. Right? I want to be like my father. And I want to do my father's business. All right? And so I want to work on behalf. Everybody's searching for two things. Power and authority. Everybody's trying to get power and Everybody's working hard so they can have power over their circumstances, control over their situation. God said, listen to me. Put your trust in me. He said, and watch, I got you. Uh, Pastor Terrio told you last week, he said, there's no gray. Right? He said, there's no gray. God said, listen. He said, just trust me over here. He said, I got you. He said, don't be wild. Don't let the devil fool you think. That you got to have be in and out, and I got to hustle over here. I got this. God going to bless you beyond your wildest dreams. He said, I want to make you the CEO of your own company with me and only me in charge. I want you to trust in me and watch me give you more than you can ever imagine. He said, because those few pennies you got in the bank, don't even match up to what I have for you. That's why people, when they don't give tithe and offering and all that, they think they're holding back from God. How can you hold back from somebody who gave it all to you from the beginning? And you, you think you're doing something by holding back when, you, when Satan didn't trick you into making you believe that it's yours. He tricked you and made you think it was yours. 
God blessed you and gave you a gift and talent, and you thought it was you. When God said, I gave you that gift, and I gave you that talent for the kingdom so you can operate. He said, that earth suit you have and that skills you have, he said, I gave you that for the glory of the kingdom. But when you think it's about you and you can step on other people and you think you're better than somebody else and I'm so good and you're nothing, just remember I have a system in place that you're going to run for a while and then you're not going to run no more. I got a system designed that you don't, you're not always a great athlete. That's why you better worship me along the way. Because I can end it before it gets started. The thing that we have to do is the number one thing. Young people, don't you hear this? If we confess our sins to him, if we confess, everybody say confess. Our sins to him. Now listen to this. He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. Everything that's going on, everything that Satan has tricked you to do wrong. If you confess it, he said, I forgive you for it. And put you on a new path. Because some of you all have been tricked. You've been hoodwinked. And, and, and he said, I want to get you straight. Now here's what it is. Confession, what you're doing is you're telling God, I agree with you what I'm doing is wrong. I know it's wrong and I'm going to agree with you that it's wrong. And I'm going to stop it. But how many times we keep lying to God as though it's not us and we keep trying to justify and anything you justify, you won't repent from. And it affects you in the kingdom of God. So you're behind the eight ball, man, because you won't confess your sins and own it. And God said, I can't bless you until you confess. You got to get with me in this kingdom and acknowledge that what you're doing is wrong. And you've been hoodwinked. Own it. Know what you're doing is wrong. Don't think you're getting away. You can't hide from God. Before you was creating your mother's womb, he knew you. He knew your thoughts before you even think them. So how do you think that you can do something in the dark? Psalms 139 says, I don't care how dark it is, he becomes the brightest light. A lot of us want to be blessed and we want God to do something for us, but we won't confess our sins. We think he don't know what we're doing is wrong. He said, I can't bless you until you confess. And, and this is what he says. And, uh, and I forgive you of all of your sins, people. He said, I cleanse you from all your wickedness. That means you've been doing something you know is wrong. I'm speaking to somebody. You know it's wrong. The devil didn't trick you, and now you're in too deep. And you feel like I can't get out. He said, I've run this thing. You can get out of it whenever you get ready. All you got to do is confess it to me. He said, I'm a spirit and I work in the minds of people. He said, I want you, listen. He said, you are qualified to serve, but I can't get you to serve until you confess. 
He says, the priority is to get you to confess your sins so you can be impactful in the life of people in the earth. It's people that need you. So you got to own it. You got to look him in the eye and say, God, I'm sorry. Because I know what I was doing was wrong. My mama didn't see me do it. My daddy didn't see me do it. My husband didn't see me do it. My wife didn't see me do it. My boss didn't see me do it. My brother didn't see me do it. My son, but you saw. So I'm going to confess this thing to you, and I'm going to stop it now, and I'm going to own it. And I'm telling Satan, get out of my life now, you lying thief. You number the work of iniquity. And you got to tell him to get out so we can be, so we can get about our father's business. We're in the mess we're in because too many of us, man, confess Christ, but we got some secret sins. And so we powerless when we should be full of power. God gave you his spirit. You should be full of power. But Satan got you powerless because you lying and living contrary and you know it. So you have to confess first so you can live in this power. And so you can be impactful in the kingdom. So you can transform lives. Listen to what Paul said to the church at Rome. Do not let any part of your body. Now watch your earth suit. Everybody said my earth suit. He said, don't let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Don't let any part of your body be an instrument to serve your sin nature. That's why you got to die to you. My sin nature said, I just got to get a drink. I just, I just got to have a drink. I got the shakes. I bet 20 people can stand up right now who thought they could never stop drinking, stopped, and had never took another drink in their life. But at the time, they thought they couldn't because the devil made you think you had to have another drink. And he adds stress to your life. And when you get stressed out, you got to do what? Take a drink. Smoke a joint. Drink something. I got to have a little sex. I got to do something. Because all those are stress relievers. But I'm, I'm telling you the truth. And so now the sin is in your life. And so, Jesus, you need me. Because I'm the only one that can help you with this problem. So he said, do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourself completely to God. I'm going to repent. Say, I'm sorry. God, I'm going to confess what I've been doing wrong. I'm going to give, you, give yourself completely to God. For you were dead, but now you have new, you have new life. Right? Then he says, so use your whole body, not some of it. Use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. From this day forward, every part of me, is going to be used for God's glory. Say you're a liar from the pit of hell. 
I can bring myself under the power of God. And once the power of God is in my life, no weapon ever formed against me can prosper. No weapon. The only reason the weapon formed is because I got sin in my life and I won't confess it. So now the weapon takes a hold of my life. And now I can't be impactful in the kingdom. And the priority of the kingdom is he needs you to help move the world closer to him. So listen to what Jeremiah said. Jeremiah said, for I know the plans I have for you. This is what he told Jeremiah. Declares the Lord. This is what he told Jeremiah. This is what he said about you. All right? Plans to prosper you and not harm you. God said, listen, when I created you, when you was in your mother's womb, when they had no idea, even when your mother was sinning and they got you here, I planned for you to live righteous and I know the plans and I plan for you to prosper and I brought you here so you can be impactful in the world. I have an assignment for you. So what Satan is trying to do is trying to get you to forfeit the assignment that God has for you. And then you miss out your blessing. Because you can't, you can't, watch it, because you can't control you. You let, you let Satan play with you and play with your mind. How can, how dare he? You don't have no power over your life. Not when you've been creating God's image and God got his, I told the young man this morning, I said, we said, get the word. God showed us through Jesus Christ. Now listen, God showed us through Jesus that he can take a human being born of a woman, walk in the earth, and Satan don't have no power. He showed us through Jesus. Right? And he showed us through so many other disciples and so many other apostles that you can do this thing. You can conquer this thing. And you know you can do it because there's something you said you would never do and you never did it again in your life. You made up in your mind, for God I live and for God I die. And you said, Satan, you got me that time, you should have got me when you had me. And you never did that again. So you know you have the discipline to do it. Right? And so uh, here's the thing. Here's the caveat. We can wrap this thing up. This is good. I want you to hear me well. Because this is his priority. This is what he said. The harvest is great. But I don't have enough people, man, that's willing to confess they sin. He said, the harvest is great, but I don't have enough people willing to confess their sin. They can go around and blame other people. He said, but you powerless, man, because of you. It ain't because the pastor. It's not because of a deacon or evangelist. It's not about your mom. It's because you got sin in your life. He says, listen, this on you. This ain't on nobody else. He said, the harvest is great, but I don't have enough people who's willing to confess their sins. So I can empower them with the power of the Holy Spirit to be able to deal with Satan. I want you to hear me well, because you can't deal with Satan without the Holy Spirit. You got to have God completely, man, to deal with him. He's been doing this business for too long. He said, I come to kill, steal, and destroy. He said, listen, I'm so slick, I'm slicker than slick. He said, I come through the back door, and you don't even know I'm in your house. I get in the bed with you. 
He said, I work alongside you on your line. You know, he said, I go on vacation with you. And as soon as you turn your back, I stab you. And he said, I can't believe they did that to me. He said, that's what I do. He said, you don't know me. He said, he said, he said, he said but you can't deal with it. So the only, the only way you can deal with him and really identify him and be able to have the power to resist him, you got to get sin out of your life because as long as you got the sin in your life, it's almost like you don't have no power. I want to fight him, but I ain't been lifting no weights. So I don't have the strength to deal with him. I pray, but my prayers don't seem to be getting answered. Well, I might want to evaluate, have I confessed my sin? Because God said, don't you come here talking to me with your prayers when you know you got to get rid of sin in your life. You're trying to talk over that. You can, mm, no, all you want. Mm-hmm. All night long, I've been here. You can do all you want. He said, until you confess that sin, you just sound good. You're powerless. And I need you to have some power because we got to deal with this enemy. So you got to know what you're doing is wrong, and you got to own it, and you got to you, listen, you got to have some self-discipline and yield until Satan said, no weapon, nothing you bring. No, I don't care how you do it. I don't care which way you come. You can't get me. Listen, he said, the harvest is great, but I don't have enough workers. He said, they're very few. He said, so you got to pray to God. Now, listen, how am I going to pray to God or pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest when I got sin in my life and I won't confess it? God, I need you to help. He said, listen, God, I need, listen, God, I need you. I said, listen, man, quit cheating. Stop lying on your taxes. Quit buying food stamps. You know them ain't your food stamps. Stop it. He said, I done bless you with a job. You making $75,000 a year and you buying some food stamps? Why you buy food stamp and I get you $75,000? Well, why are you doing it? I, I don't understand why you're doing it. Well, you know, it's a good deal. It's, it's, you get two for one. He said, all right then. I'm going to get a two for one. The boss called you and said, we're going we we go, we go, we go, we cutting back on our staff and we laying people off. Oh, Lord, help me. Now you can get some food stamps. Go right down there and get your food stamps. Now that's what you wanted, go get them. He said, why are you doing stuff and I already bless you? Why, why are you cheating when, I'm, when I've already blessed you? What you cheating for? I'm going to bless you to be old. How am I going to make you a supervisor and, and, and the person trusts you to be a supervisor and you stealing stuff, buying it for your house on the company's dollar? Why are you lying and say you need help when you know you don't? But you want to be, you want, he said, listen, he said, we got to deal with Satan, but Satan got you in his back pocket if you're doing all this. 
Now, you can cry, you can come to the altar, Lord, all you want. Confess it. You got to confess the sin in your life so God can open up the windows of heaven and pull you out a blessing that you ain't got room enough to receive it. That's the kingdom. And, and listen, and if you're messing around and keep playing with him, he says, I strip everything you get. You think you broke. He said, I can take one situation and wipe out your whole income. He said, pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest and ask him to send more workers into He said, because I need some people that have the power of the Holy Spirit because I got people out there that don't know who I am. And the only thing that's going to change their life is they got to have a relationship with me. And listen to me. Listen to me. They're not listening to Don't you fool yourself. They know your life. You can't win them to Christ, man. They know you're doing what you're doing. They may listen to you because they like you. But you can't transform them because they know you're powerless. And when God says, I need you... Uh, uh, I, I need you to have power because I got people out there that don't know me and the only way, the only way they're going to make it is they got to have me in their life and I want you to tell them but they won't listen to you because they can't see past your sin. And you're like, oh, that's my boy. That's my girl. You know, that's my friend. She understands. That's my, that's my daughter. You know, she said, no. No. Don't fool yourself. Don't let the devil trick you. I better wrap this thing up. I got to get up out of here. Now listen to what he says. He says, look, listen to me. Listen to me well. Look, I have given you authority over the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will ever end. Listen to me. When you have confessed your sins, and you walking in, he said, listen, the devil can't bring nothing at you that can stop you, man, from doing God's work. He said, listen, a scorpion, I don't care how poison, I don't care what Satan do, he can't touch this. I would do the MC Hammer move, but I ain't got no legs. So I just said, can't touch, oh, that's it. All right, now. So he, he tells you, listen, 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 I want to read this again. Look, I'm giving you authority. Listen to me. Because when you accept Christ into your life, listen to me. When you accept Christ into your life, and you say, I'm going to make you the Lord of my life. Because since you're the Lord, I'm not going to hide nothing from you. I'm going to be straight up with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to confess my sins to you because I want to work on your behalf. I want to be impactful. I want to have access to the blessings. I want to be a blessing to others. I want people to be transformed. I want people saved, right? And it's important. So God said, I'm going to give you the authority and power so when you speak into people's life, Satan, Satan got to tremble. Satan got to tremble, right? All right? So now, now listen. Now listen. Now we're going to wrap this up and I'm done. Here we go. Here's Peter. This Peter. He says, most important of all, Continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of what? Love. Now, you tell me the love of Christ. 
Now he'll cover it. This is good right here. Look at it this way. He'll cover the sin in your life when you confess it. The love of God will cover the multiple sins that you committed when you confess it. His love is greater than any sin that you can ever commit. And it'll cover it. Right? Then he says, um, cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or place to stay. Now he's, he's getting deep now. Then he says this, God has given each of you a gift. Right? Listen, God has given each of you what? A gift. From his great variety of spiritual gifts, use them well to serve one another. Now, listen, all of that is predicated on that I have a relationship with God and I'm walking up under his umbrella and I've confessed my sins. Now I got this power. Uh, uh, I got uh, uh, I was with Woody. Woody Woody gave me he gave me a great analogy. So I got to put the whole sermon together. But I got to tell you this good part of it. Raise your hand if you heard of Power Rangers, right? He gave me a great, everybody raised their hand, right? So now, even more raise their hand. More say, I know the Power Rangers. Power! It's morphin' time. Everybody said morphin' time. He gave me a great analogy, and I didn't understand it until I heard it. When he said it, and I heard him say it, he said to my son, I said, man, this makes more sense than I ever heard preaching the gospel. He said, here we are. He says, it's, it's, we're Power Rangers, and we have this power, right? But if you supposed to be the hand, and you over here, and it's morphing time, and it's time to fight, but you over here messing around, we're going to lose the fight because you're supposed to be over here. So when they call for morphing time, you over there getting high. They say, it's morphing time, and we can't find you. Because what's this? Because you over there, man, in your sin. Your sin got you consumed. Right? And, and, and so and when, when, it's, when it's power, then listen, and when we come together, it doesn't make a difference what color you are because it's a spiritual thing. Because we're just the earth suits. The power is in the spirit. But the spirit ain't coming if we're over here doing something else and we're being controlled by this other spirit that's telling us stay over here. You don't need to be over here. Right? And so he gave me another. I'm going to pay you for this, Woody. But he, he gave me another thing. He says, God wanted us, right, to, to, watch this here, to have the knowledge of a thing but never experience it in the kingdom. He, he wanted us to have the knowledge of drugs, but I don't need you to experience it. I just want you to know the effects of it. He said, I want you to know about sex and all that. I don't need you to experience it and ruin your life. I want you to know about embezzling and all this. I want you to know how food stamps work. But I don't want you to experience it. I don't think God ever intended for us to have food stamps. Because here's what he said. Because I wish well, all things you prosper. Hit me out. Hit me well now, right? Hit me well. God said, I made you to lend it, not to borrow. And, and so, so when we did, now listen, for those who, who have to have it, because my mama had to have it, and I'm so glad I paid taxes to help other people who don't have it. But there come a time when you give your life to God, and you turn into God, God will do miraculous things in your life. And there's some things that we can do. And as we start to move, man, God will move in certain ways. Now, I ain't knocking on food stamps, because one food stamps I would have never ate. That's why I got to be 300 pounds plus. 
right? But it's important. Now, the reason I, listen, I'm talking about this here because I'm talking to the people who are lying and cheating on it, not the people who really need it. I'm talking to the ones who's stealing, right? Now, so, so God wants you, watch this here. So God wants you to have the knowledge of the world, but I don't want you to experience all of this crazy stuff. Satan wants you to experience it, man, then you become delusional. And you start doing stuff, crazy stuff, trying to get something, man, that you know you don't need. And then you know it's detrimental to you because you hate it, and you're begging for God to take it away. God says, I will, as soon as you confess it. So now, we're going to wrap this thing up. The priority, he says, seek, now listen, God is good, Matthew 6 and 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He says, seek God's governing influence in your life. Let God be the most important thing. Young people, hear me out. Let God be the most important thing in your life, and you ain't have to want for nothing else. He says, seek God first, and then do what's right. He says, all this other stuff that you're trying to get your food, your clothes, and all that, is a byproduct of the kingdom. People give it to you. You don't even have to ask for it. I'm a living example. Listen, this church is a living example of how God will give it to you. We're having a business meeting in a couple weeks so we can tell y'all good how good God has been to us. God loves you so much in the kingdom. You have to confess your sin. If you have sin in your life, before we can talk about the kingdom, we got to get the sin out of our life. We got to confess to God. You know what you're doing wrong. You know your sin. Don't nobody know it but you. You know it's a secret. Don't nobody know about it. You think. But God knows. Listen, God knows your secret sin. You know, you may be sneaking in the closet, drink a little bit. Right? Whatever it is, man, confess to God. Confess to him. I ain't going down. It's a good move. Right? I promise you, not, not as long as this right here here. I ain't going to get too far away. Hey. Now, so it's important. I want y'all to hear me out, right? Because in order for us to, to go and help the masses, God got to get us right first. Raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. That's the kingdom. It ain't about your religious theology and you know all this here. It's about confessing your sins and then loving people and caring for people. And listen, and you need the power to do it. You can't even love like you're supposed to love until you get that sin out of your life. It affects everything. Amen? Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Everybody stand to your feet. Give me some soft music, D'Angelo. Some soft, some soft. Maybe you're out there and you don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. He's the answer. You have to accept Jesus into your life.